Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Hey gang, it's Thursday. It's the 8th of February, 2024, and it's a big day in the Supreme Court of the United States. How could the poll question today at Smirconish.com be anything other than, will the Supreme Court remove Donald Trump from the Colorado ballot? Please go and vote on today's poll question. Kindly follow this podcast as well. I got to get on my horse Before I say anything about the merit of the argument today, it's yet another opportunity for me to voice my disgust at the idea that we can't watch. I mean, it's absolutely outrageous that the only means that we have of paying attention is to log on to the Supreme Court website where they provide live audio of the arguments. And you can do likewise by logging on to C-SPAN and the cable outlets today will be but I mean, here's what I anticipate you're going to see, because I'm, I'm, of course, recording these thoughts before the arguments begin. You will see talking heads sitting on set, you know, with what we call full screens, probably images of the Supreme Court. What you won't see are the arguments themselves. You'll hear the audio, but you won't be able to watch. And, you know, my rule of thumb, which is that anywhere that the people's business is being conducted, where you have a right to go and to sit and to watch. And believe me, there were people who slept out last night just for the opportunity to be in the courtroom today. Well, then cameras ought to be there as well, and we ought to be able to watch instead of reading tea leaves and listening to audio only. So from Amy Howe at SCOTUS blog, the Supreme Court will hear oral arguments in what is shaping up to be the biggest election case since its ruling nearly 25 years ago in Bush v. Gore. I disagree with that for reasons I'll tell you in a moment. At issue is whether former President Trump, who is once again the frontrunner for the Republican nomination, can be excluded from the ballot because of his role in the January 6, 2021 attacks on the U.S. Capitol. Although the question comes to the court in a case from Colorado, The impact of the court's ruling could be much more far-reaching. Maine's Secretary of State ruled in December that the court should take him off the ballot there as well. Challenges to Trump's eligibility currently pending in 11 other states. So this is a domino of sorts, and it's hugely important. I just don't think it's the biggest Supreme Court case since Bush v. Gore. That is coming next week. I'll explain. So... What's at issue here? It's Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which, as relevant in this case, provides the following. That no one, quote, shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president or vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state if that person has previously sworn as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States to support the Constitution but then engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the federal government. Michael, you're making my head explode. I can't follow that as I'm listening. I need to read that. Yeah, I I get it. I get it. I'll simplify in a moment. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. 
Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. What you also need to know is that this was enacted in the wake of the Civil War, and Section 3 was intended to disqualify individuals who had served in the federal or state government before the Civil War and had sworn to uphold the Constitution, then supported the Confederacy. And the the bar, the preclusion on service from Section 3 of the 14th Amendment can only be overcome by a two-thirds vote in the House of Representatives. So very simply, Colorado says to Donald Trump, you took an oath to uphold the Constitution. You are an officer and you engaged in insurrection. The Colorado court voted four to three. That's important. Four to three in December to disqualify Trump under Section 3 of the post-Civil War 14th Amendment, the insurrection clause. By the way, the Supreme Court was, was at odds with the trial court level. In Colorado. Gets a bit complicated. I don't think I need to go into it right now. What does Trump say? Trump says, first and foremost, that Section 3 doesn't apply to him because he's not an officer of the United States. Now, that may sound a little wacky. How could he not be an officer of the United States? Well, in other provisions of the Constitution where the phrase officer of the United States appears, it does not apply to the president. For example, the clause that requires the president to, quote, commission all the officers of the United States and the impeachment clause, which lists the president and vice president separately from civil officers of the United States. Something else that I think is significant, earlier versions of Section 3 included the president and vice president. This very provision, the language once included the president and vice president, but these officers were then scrapped from the final text. The Wall Street Journal lead editorial today says this is a matter of of, of simple uh, application of the text and that Section 3 notably doesn't authorize state courts or officials to enforce its provisions or specify a process for determining whether individuals have engaged in insurrection and how to disqualify them. Instead, it empowers Congress to do that, to enforce Section 3. They go on to say that the best course for the country would be a 9-0 to decision 
that would send a unified message to the uh, country that Colorado was wrong in the law. I, I My gut is, here's how I'm voting on the poll question at Smirconish.com today. The poll question asks, will the Supreme Court remove Donald Trump from the Colorado ballot? I say no, I don't think they will. Don't Don't vote based on what you're wishing for, you know, fingers and toes crossed. My question is, what do you think is going to happen? And I said earlier, I don't think it's the biggest Supreme Court case dealing with the election. That's going to come next week. Because within the next 10 days, the Supreme Court might make what I regard as the most consequential decision of our lifetime. And it's, it's not as sexy as, you know, knocking Trump off the ballot under the 14th Amendment because he's an insurrectionist. It's a process issue. It's, a, it's an arcane issue of legal process because on Tuesday, the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia rejected Trump's assertion of immunity. You know that. We talked about it on radio. In the federal election interference case, that's the case pending in front of Judge Tanya Chutkin, what was most important was not the holding of the 57-page opinion, but rather it was the accompanying judgment an order that contained a mandate, uh, which is really important because it means that Trump has until Monday, this coming Monday, to notify the Supreme Court of his intent to file an appeal or writ of certiorari, which he surely will do. That deadline's a more accelerated timeline than the normal three weeks. So It's in recognition of the election. And once Trump provides notice of his intent to appeal, the Supreme Court then is going to have to decide whether to stay that ruling pending Trump's filing of a petition or allow Judge Chutkin to relist the case for trial. Oh, my God, Michael, Jesus, sum it up. Okay, all right, hold on. How about if I say it this way? Within the next 10 days, the Supreme Court is going to decide whether Donald Trump his January 6th case can be listed for trial now or await the outcome of the appeals in that case. We are going to find out within the next 10 days, I believe, whether there's a realistic shot of Donald Trump being tried before the election or not, or not. And, and yesterday on the program was an authority on this subject from the University of Pennsylvania Law School, my alma mater, Uh, I am talking about Tobias Barrington Wolf, who laid it all out, and he said he thought Justice Amy Coney Barrett might be the the key vote on whether the court stays what just happened in the Court of Appeals. I know, it's a lot. What I'm trying to say is today's a big deal, and I want to know what you're thinking. Go vote at Smirconish.com on whether the Supreme Court of the United States, on, on what they're really going to do. That is what I am asking. Will they remove Trump? But don't take your eye off the ball of the January 6th case and this seemingly more boring issue that I think is the bigger of the two. And on that, we're going to find out in the next week or 10 days. Okay, thanks for listening. I hope I didn't make this more confusing. Follow, please, the podcast and leave a review. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC.